Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. As always, we are so happy to have you, appreciative of your time and sending so much love to you as we hit record. Have you ever found yourself in a position where you are in need of a friend? When you're in need of extra support and in your moment of need, there doesn't seem to be anybody around. Have y'all been there? You know what I'm talking about? Well, stay tuned because we're going to dive in. Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. So here we go. We're going to get into a big one that I know is so relatable. It doesn't matter what situation you've been in. It doesn't matter when this happened. But I think everybody can find a time where they did have a greater need for support. And it felt like they were totally alone. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. You know, even the other day when we had our breathing room, uh, which is where we meet on Zoom monthly with the friends of our um, Miracle Lab partners, uh, it came up that this was a problem that somebody was dealing with, that they needed some support and felt like they were not getting what they expected to get. Yeah, that was the exact thing is I'm having a hard time dealing with the feelings of my friend not showing up for me when I needed them to. And everybody on that Zoom call, aka our breathing room, was like, yep, been there. And I was like, yep, me too, all of us. You know, and it was so uh, clear that this was a topic that we should bring out of breathing room to our podcasts so our other friends could also join in on this conversation. And, um, you know, the episode we just shared, which is Make Room for Miracles, a talk that I delivered for the uh, Carolina Center for Spiritual Awakening. Thank you, Rev Christie and Angie Snow. Um, that message that I shared, that story that I told, was about a time where I was dealing with the diagnosis of, uh, you know, I'm not going to actually, no spoiler alerts. How about that? You go listen to the episode, you go hear what I was talking about, and then maybe come back over here. But anyways, the point of the story is I was going through some stuff and I needed some support and I needed some friends. And during that time, a lot of friends didn't know how to deal with what I was going through. So they gave me space. They took, they, they gave me the way they had my back, but they had the way back, the way you know, they're yeah. like, I'll be here when you're better, when yeah. your life is better and it's not so heavy, then let's talk again. Right. I know I let you down. Going through recent stuff, um, 
and you know finding myself in that situation again where i needed support and it not being there i've it triggered those old feelings it's i've seen this happen you know with you so many times because you're such a giver you know you give a lot and so i can think of you know several major events throughout our life together where you know this has happened in some form to where you're like i just don't understand why I, I, I don't have any support coming at me right now. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I'll do everything I can, but I know I'm not necessarily the voice you want to hear right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always have the best you know, approach to these things. I'm not, not as delicate. You're so sometimes. sweet. So that reminded me of those old feelings. And I was like, huh, okay. Well, I know if this is happening, that it's a lesson that's here with a blessing for me. I have to remember that. So I have to keep my awareness on that. But I got to say, it was hard because I also realized how much that feeling that someone's not there for you or people aren't there for you. It's not like this was one particular person, right? right? So let's, then when people aren't there for you, how it can make you feel really bad. Yeah. It, make, it was amazing. I sat back. I was like, dang, I feel really low right now. You know, I mean, you can even even think like a like a you get stood up for a date or or like somebody that you're waiting on to call you doesn't call you, you know, like somebody that don't even know it could be like a customer service representative. They just they don't call you back. And you just, oh, my gosh, it makes you just run in so the direction true. of they don't care about me or they don't care about my situation. I'm not as important. Or, exactly. Right. Whatever language you talk to yourself in, you know, however it sounds to you. Exactly. Exactly that. And so I was paying attention to how I was feeling. And I was like, wow, that's amazing that I can drop so low so quickly when I believe the thought that I don't have what I need. And in this case, it would be external support. And I know that that's not true. Here's the thing. I know that I'm not alone. I know that. But in that moment, that's how I feel. And we know that thoughts plus feelings equal the outcome. So then my, my next step was to then try to recognize a pattern. Because I was like, I know this feeling. I've been here before. Okay, well, let me recognize a pattern. There's got to be something on loop here. And I started to realize not only had I had this feeling back when I was dealing years ago with that feeling of, you know, people letting me down. But I was like, man, this is like a reoccurring theme that I've experienced. Okay. What is going on within me that I can control? And I started thinking, oh, okay. I'm not giving myself what I need because I'm in a crisis type of situation. Like I was, I was giving a lot of extra to a family emergency. And so my self-care is off. My attention to certain areas was off because I'm now on the phone with nurses all the time or updating family members or talking to a doctor, making important decisions, right? So I'm, I'm giving, I'm putting out more than I'm giving to myself. 
So I realize I'm like, oh, that's that's a pattern. I tend to not give myself as much because I, you only have so much to give. And then that's when my pattern is to look to and now expect those around me, my friends, to really come through for me and help me in my time of need. And, you know, you may be thinking, well, of course they should. Because that's what friends are for, right? But here's the truth of it. That's a whole lot of expectation. Mm -hmm. And that's what I then realized next was, dang, girl, your need is high, but your expectation is even higher. what's happened is you know through this process we've created a perceived lack you know because of you know lack of self-care or whatever whatever created it we now have perceived lack and so we start grasping at whatever possible to not fall and feel better and, and feel, feel better. Right. and feel like i can do it i can make it right but and again the pattern that i can fall into again because this is just old patterns old habits old behaviors right so looking at them like oh i typically so then i have that a high expectation of what i need from someone else whether it's you a friend a family it doesn't matter whoever outside of me and they don't do what i need them to do and then i feel hurt and then next step then you feel sad and the next step, you start getting angry. Or maybe you get angry, then you get sad, you know, depending on how it works for you. But all of that leads to isolation. Then you start wanting to kind of draw back and just, well, nobody cares. And all those things start happening. And, and all that nasty negative talk. And a lot of times it's echoes of old stuff, right? And I'm hyper aware of myself. You know this. I mean, this is the work that I do, you know, right. and I don't come from a place of judging myself. I come from a place of curiosity. I like to call myself or think of myself like a scientist. My life is a surrender experiment. So what I'm doing is paying attention to these patterns so then I can not only interrupt them, but then I can replace them. And so I was like, oh, all right. So what do you need? What do you really need? What, what do you need from someone else that you cannot give to yourself? And when I sat, I was like, oh, I think I just need to make some time, like figure out how to carve out some more time for some self-care, whether it's quiet time off of the phone, whether it's, um, you know, just allowing myself to go outside and without my phone and just be you know, just those quiet moments, I realized I was missing that because yeah. they were so interrupted by phone calls. All operators are busy at this time. Please hold for a very important message. You didn't stop anything else either. You're still trying to write your book. You're still trying to put out a podcast. You're true, still true. recording stuff for, you know, CCSA and you're doing all these other things. That's and very you're like, true. Let me just go ahead and add on the fact that I need to 
you know, be the, the spearhead of my grandmother's care team while she's in a hospital that's five hours from here. I'm going to go ahead and add that on. But it's not like I need to take anything else off of my plate. I just need to add this to it because that's my job. That's true. You know? Right. Where I'm working on a book proposal and I ran two workshops and gave a talk. Right. All in the midst of... Taking right. on extra like 10 phone calls a day at a minimum. And most <laughs> of the phone calls are like just trying to get answers out of people. It's not like you're just receiving information. You're digging for information. And pushing, right. And pushing, right. And and um, facing my own amount of fear sure. at the same time. Sure. You know, there was, and, there and were some very scary moments that we dealt with yes. as, as these things happen. Right. Again, when you're in a time of need and a moment of crisis, you know, you, you need more because you're giving more, Right. right? So what I realized through this was, oh, okay, I don't know that I've had the clarity of mind to be able to stop and say, what can you do to help yourself? It's not about anybody else. What can you do to help yourself? And that's when I realized that I needed to make a shift. So when I allowed myself to think about what I needed, again, I just needed those pockets of peace. I just needed to make sure I didn't forget those. I needed to make sure that I found and made time, really making time for it is the truth. And that, those moments, allowing myself to slow down, you start to realize that, wow, I really did have a lot of expectation on other people. Right. And then you start thinking it. What I did is I started thinking about it from their perspective. And I thought, I have no idea what they're going through right now. You know, it's it's not about, well, you should do this for me. It's also, hey, what's going on in your world? Do you even have any extra to give? Are you maybe sorting through your own stuff? Maybe you know, that person really did miss the text. Maybe this other person really is just going through so much stuff that they have no extra energy to consider how they're going to say the comforting words in those moments, you know, like, and this was what was so great about talking about this in breathing room is because the person who brought it up said, I realize that I have to just meet the person where they are. And, That's the key. And we all just, you know, had church after that. We were like, yes, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because we realized like that's what we forget in those moments. And that's what thankfully I was able to bring myself back to that truth of you're, you believe in meeting people where they are. However, you're not doing that right now for yourself or others. And then I said, okay okay, that means I need a whole lot of grace right now. Grace for you, grace for me, grace for you, grace for me. And I had to sit with the amount of forgiveness work that I had to do. I had a lot of guilt for not being able to be with my family by my grandma's side, all that kind of stuff. You know, it wasn't the right move for me to just rush down there. I was, I was a stronger force via the phone, you know? And then 
You just have to think about the stuff that you're dealing with and what you're taking on and be gentle with yourself in those moments. That's what I really needed. And I wasn't allowing myself to be my own friend. I was just looking for everybody else to kind of do that for me because I was doing all this other stuff. And I realized that was an old pattern. Right. That was a big old pattern. And so when I gave myself that chance to just pause and, you know, find the story that I was telling myself and then question it, look for the truth. And then I realized, oh, you can do a lot more for yourself than you realize. If you reinvest the energy from feeling like no one cares about you or whatever, you know, thing you're feeding yourself, stopping that, interrupting it. And instead, empowering yourself, saying, what can I do? What can I do? And I made sure I didn't skip my bath. You mm -hmm. know, I made sure I didn't skip my facials. I made sure I was, you know, getting dressed. Those are little things that, you know, especially with all, a lot of us being at home, it's really easy to just fly through the middle of your day and you're like, I'm still in jammies. Wait a minute. You know, <laughs> so, I still got comfy pants on. Uh oh, you know, yeah, I got my jammy pants on. So you're like, uh oh, you know, so making the, the time to just, you know, put some clothes on and those little things, those little things, whatever it may be for you, they add up and help you to have something to draw from. So Another thing I'd like to say is, you know, the when you're a natural caregiver, as you are a natural caregiver, uh, as we all really are natural mm -hmm. caregivers, it's just a matter of whether or not you're vulnerable enough to be open to it. Um, you know, and so, you know, you give and you give and you give to people that you love. And when stuff like this happens and you want that to come back to you, you know, it's almost like your, your, your ego wants to take you to a place to say, well, I gave you this and I gave you this and I gave you that. And you can't even give me this one little thing like you can't bring me this back one time but you know in your truth that when you gave this this that and the other that there was no strings attached to it mm. it was given out of love and you can't expect love to you know just like be like a bouncing ball that re ricochets and comes right back to you in the form that you want it because your love comes through divine presence you know um are you, you have you been reading my journals? Because I feel no, like you read, I read no. like because so many times in my journals it's been like this is old school. I mean, I've found so many entries like this where it's like I'm there for this person at their time of need, but who's there for me? I don't know how many times I've written that That's over the, the script. Exactly. That's the script. That's the script. But it's not just your script, it's everybody's script. Exactly. It's a universal script. There are so many people right now who have in their minds somebody that has not done for them what they feel like they did for for them and all you're doing in the moment when you're caring for someone else is you're showing up as divine presence in form mm. when that other person doesn't know how to access that within themselves then you somebody in the form has to give it to them 
But when you do know how to access divine presence, you do know how to access divine love, then you, you can accept that for yourself and you don't need a form to give it to you. It's a hard burden sometimes to remember when you, when you know the truth about what you are. Um, being a child of God, like when you know that truth, it's hard to, you know, always remember it in the time of lack. But when you can, when you can reframe yourself and pull it back around, then all the blocks start falling back together. You realize that all the love that you put out was not in vain. You did it because you love and because, because you wanted to, and it was never, never it never had strings attached. Right. Oh, so good. Mm. That's so good. And it's so real. And that's exactly, thankfully, what I was able to do was to just shake it up and go, hey, 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 what's the truth here? What's, is, what's, what's the story? What's going on? And I was like, oh. And, you know, because when you're in a heightened state of stress, we know this, cortisol, adrenaline, all this stuff is blocking our ability to access our higher wisdom our higher consciousness, our ability to be open to love and to be aware that the truth is everything we need is already available within us. But our habit and our old limiting thoughts is that whatever we need is outside of us. And so I'm grateful that I was able to pull that back together and give myself what I needed. And, and not to say like, there was a lot of people that were supporting me, lots of prayers coming in, all that kind of stuff. I just wanted to talk about this particular corner of the story because it was so clear in our group session that this is a common thing. And when this gets triggered within us, the side effects of it can be detrimental. Again, you can feel so angry, sad, disappointed, depressed, isolated. And with everything that we're already dealing with, to then put that on top of it, I wanted to hold some space around it. Yeah. So we could just have a heart to heart and say, hey, you are not alone. And remember who you are and remember what you're capable of. Remember of your power and remember that you are well equipped with what you need. Even when you forget it, it's still there. So if you're in that moment right now, let's, let's breathe it out together. So let's take this whole conversation. Let's think about a situation that you've personally been in where somebody has let you down where somebody has hurt your feelings where somebody didn't show up for you the way that you needed them to let's think about that let's allow ourselves to revisit that now with this fresh perspective with this idea of allowing ourselves to tap into grace for ourselves and for them. Let's bring it into our heart space.
a nice deep breath. Let's rest. And as we think about this situation or this person, our intention is to make room in our heart space by offering this up. Offering it up for healing. Forgiving it with new understanding. With the idea of meeting them where they are and also meeting ourselves where we are. Allowing ourselves to just let it be. As we continue to breathe through it, through this idea of bringing it to our inner altar, to release it, to make room, to make peace with it. We know that this not only makes room for miracles, but it also makes room for what we need, which is to feel the presence of love that is always working in us, as us, and through us. May we remember that that is our work. To feel for that, to look for that. In those moments where we feel we are lacking. The relationship we have with our true selves that is aligned with this Christ consciousness is what strengthens us, empowers us, and gives us unlimited grace. Whatever it is we're faced with, we can handle it by breathing into it. By trusting that step by step, moment by moment, we will have whatever it is we need. As we rest in this moment and we rest in God, take that situation, that person, and offer them peace. So we know whatever we send out, whatever we give, we receive in equal measure. So make it good. To everyone, I offer peace. so it is, and so we allow it to be. Amen. Amen.
my friends, I offer you peace, grace, and more joy Ooh, than you felt before. And know the light in me loves the light in you. Till next time. You've been listening to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. If you feel uplifted and inspired and seen, I invite you to join us in the Miracle Lab, where we expand these conversations into spiritual teachings. Do you need a mentor or an accountability partner? Come to the lab and let's support each other while we experiment with miracles and grow together. Visit www.themiraclelab.org. Special thanks to my co-host Josh, who's also on production and sound design. And a big thank you to you for listening. Send me a text and let me know what landed. 229-206-9280. I'm your host Jules, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. I'll see you in the lab.